Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. We're two moms aspiring to create elegant spaces and gracious homes while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. On today's episode, we're talking about how to run our houses and families more efficiently. From planning how we spend our mornings, to what sports our kids play, to how we want to retire, we're digging in deep. We're also talking about clearance wallpaper, beehive fireplaces, and Graham's secret obsession with Susie Orman. All that and more on this week's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Hey, Graham. Hey, I'm good. Good to talk to you. This is a really exciting day for me because I'm going to completely interview you and I'm going to interview you on a topic that I actually don't know the answers to. So there's really, I mean, I usually do that. In fact, I'm asking you questions off the cuff most of the time. But just for anyone listening, we have But it's different. different. I feel stressed. I do feel stressed. You changed the topic on me and now I'm being interviewed. I okay. I got it. Well, okay, because truly I mean I I mean I'm almost a little bit emotional about this because I you know, I kinda I think you and I think holistically about the show and the direction that it takes and Anyone who's listened to our show in the past knows that we typically interview other people because we're not necessarily apt to share what we're doing and thinking that we always have these really grand, great ideas. But Kirsten mentioned something that she actually, she and Boots went away this past weekend and did a goal planning weekend. And she was kind of telling me a little bit about it. And I thought, and you were, I have to say, Kirsten, you were almost reluctant to turn it into a show or to talk about it. I mean, we were literally going to record a different episode today. I know. And then you cut me off on our our phone call and you're like, no, stop talking. We're going to do this on air because I have so many questions and I think it's a really great topic. Yes, it's genius. It's genius. So just the macro high level. And then I'm truly going to interview you because I don't know the answers. I don't know how it all works. And you are so this is a very in the weeds thing that you do, right? Like goal planning, I think, seems so abstract. But the nuts and bolts for anyone listening is Kirsten and her husband go away and they stop. They take stock of where they are and specifically where they want to be. And I see this as something that, I mean, truly, I I believe is so magical what you do and the way you've described it to me. Like, I think you could avoid, avoid marital problems from the time you take doing this. I think you relate better to your children. And I think we'd spend so much time on our show, you know, giving away hacks to make life quicker and more efficient and, you know, better for people. But at the same point in time, what you're doing, and I think the purpose and the time that you're taking, putting into looking at your family holistically and where you are now and where you want to be is something like we we have to share, I think, or at least I want to hear more about. Um, so can you just kind of walk us through a little bit what you just like, where you just came from, how you got into it? Yes. Um, okay. So like you said, I was a little bit reluctant to talk about it just because I feel a little bit silly. Like we are so bad at it and we are so not good at following through with our goals. I mean, we, I have to give like 15 disclaimers here because we are not doing this perfectly at all. Like, no, I mean, I, I'm going so, no, to no, stop just... you here now. I know because you're very humble in that respect, but you're not bad at it because you actually took 48 hours away from family and away from the kids and the spreadsheets that you made and the lists that you have and the time and thought and effort you've put into this is more than, I mean, 
I'd almost, I'd gander say more than a hundred percent of the people I know have taken time to do. So don't, don't be so, don't sell yourself so short on this one. Oh, this oh. is actually worthwhile. Well, what I've seen is when we actually do it and we follow through with it, we see great results. Now, how often do we actually follow through with that? How often, ideally, this would be a yearly thing and we have failed at that. So, so yes, I, I do just want to, you know, definitely give my disclaimer that I'm not perfect at this. Now, what is crazy about this and why I think we even do this in the beginning is that my in-laws have actually spoken all over the world on this topic and have written a book and they are experts at this. Um, and so, but even when they give their talk, they're like, this is what works for our family. As my father always says, you know, chew on the meat or chew on what we're saying, eat the meat and spit out the bones. Cause it's like every family is so different and the goals that our family has are so different. And even just like the methods people use, like, are you a spreadsheet person or a list person? So certainly this is just to kind of be like a brainstorm and put ideas in your head. And the way that our family does it is actually really different than my in-laws do it. And so, um, so it's a completely uh, different story, but, but yes, we have found it to be good. And ideally the plan is to, to do this once a year. Um, Okay, right. So set the stage. You, you have to dedicate how much time to do this process? You know, I mean, you could, you know, it's like anything else. It kind of, it kind of grows and expands into the amount of time you give it. And at a certain point, it's like exhausting. Um, you know what I mean? At a certain point, you're just like, I can't make any more goals. But, but you turned it into a fun weekend too, where you went oh, to restaurants and you saw a show totally or you took some did. walks. And so it's almost totally like doing did. little mini breakout sessions, right? Where you'd it, sit that's down. That's a great and- way to put it. That's a great way to put it. And the, the whole reason I think this all started was because when my in-laws started talking about this, it was like basically kind of taking some of the business principles and they had five kids. So obviously like they needed to be organized to, to get anything done. Um, but kind of taking some of these business principles and nobody would invest money in your business and say like, yeah, I think this business is going to be really great and successful. If you like had, what's your plan? Like, eh, our plan's just like, let's just see what happens. Um, <laughs> and obviously, obviously a family is different. Like we know a family a is a business, but, we <laughs> but in, in some respects, a successful business and a successful family, like you kind of got to have some benchmarks and got to have some objectives and goals. And I kind of hate using this word because I feel like it's really like this buzzword and overused and um, but like intentional, <laughs> just like being intentional with our time, you know, of and course. realizing if you don't stop um, do this. But yeah, so we'll get down to the nuts and bolts of it. Ideally, we would have a year, um, an annual meeting. And by meeting, I mean adults only vacation. Um, and by the way, it does not have to be somewhere like elaborate or fancy. In fact, I actually think it's better um, to do Maybe it. Maybe if you're in of, your house. Yeah. I mean, well, you know. I wouldn't say in your house because in your house, it's like, there's just too many distractions, but I mean, almost like if you could just do like a staycation, like something, cause the truth is like, yeah, if we were going to like, you know, some amazing place, like that was, you know, if cost a fortune to get to and staying somewhere, you know, incredible, then you're like, I want to go and enjoy this. I can't be here, but it's like, Oh, if we're at that hotel down the street that had a great staycation deal, like, okay, I've already seen everything in my town. Okay, so you're saying maybe let's set the stage. So maybe like a night in March, to, you know, or some cold month or, you know, just some bleary time, maybe set aside and go away like on a Sunday through Monday morning. You think you could accomplish it then? No, I think you'd need longer than that. And plus, like, it should be a little fun. Like, you should take breaks because we'll get into it. There are times where it doesn't only need to be like work. It's also kind of like, um, you know, sort of it should be like a little bit dreaming, a little bit cheesy, like a little bit like, what do you think our kids will be like? Like, what do you want to do for our like 20th anniversary? I mean, there has to be like a little bit of like, kind of excitedly looking to the future. It's because it isn't a business, you know, it is still like, we didn't have kids to like, 
impress a you know board of directors like we wanted to like have a family to create memories and um Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of getting you organized but it should still be fun like it should be fun so okay so yeah so a yearly event uh, a yearly like weekend and then i would also say like a quarterly date night because i am not one of these people who's like if you want to have a good marriage you have to have a date night like date nights are so expensive and we have way too we're way too busy i mean date nights some people love them but for me like i'm not a date nighter i don't are you a date nighter we are. We are. are we love a good date. You know, I, I, I'll spend all my money on experiences. <laughs> you are. You're better at that than me. And people say that makes you happier. So you're right. I'm wrong. But we just don't do enough date nights. But but like a quarterly, you know, six hour date night, even if it's like three hours with a sitter and then you come home after your kids are asleep and say, like, we're going to sit around the dining table for three more hours. And, you know, maybe at this point, like we need some wine for this. But um, but yeah, so we do. So kind of a quarterly check in meeting at that point. Um, but what we do, the first step is we do our kind of yearly calendar of events. And okay. that it really when you do that, if you just did that, you would realize how you spend all your time as a family. Okay, paint the picture. You got to okay. paint. We're gonna we're going weeds. I mean, you don't okay. have to give away all the Dunlap family secrets, but like, give me some give, give me some ideas. Spoiler alert: Mostly, we just go to soccer games for our kids. Right. But okay. um, yeah, no, but we uh, and swim meets. But no, it's like so we did this in July. So we started with like July, um, August, September, and we just kind of went through the calendar and realized like we have this vacation in July. We have Thanksgiving with your family. In November, Christmas with my family in Europe. You know, we've got this. Okay, right. So this is this year for this family, this, this year for this, for this family. This year. Okay. And, and you really Plotting realize by the time you realize like, okay, somebody's getting married. We have a family reunion. We've got the school's big fundraiser. We've got, you know, a ski trip or whatever it is that your family does. When you put in like all the little mini trips or business conventions that, you know, every March we go to that business convention or you know, whatever, or even like little things like it's the, you know, your kid's big swim tournament and you're going to be gone some weekend or, you know, tied up for like two weeks that putting that in the calendar, um, you really realize like how little of your time you actually have control of to begin with if you're a busy family. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, what was the other thing that we we're going to say? Oh, and then I also put in there all of our kids three day weekends. I feel like my kids never go to school, first of all, which is right. really <laughs> All all the three-day weekends that are, like, the everybody three-day weekends, like President's Day, MLK Day, but then also, like, the random arbitrary ones that my school, for some reason... Oh, yeah, we call them E-days, where it's some sort of, like, oh, it's, like, electronic learning, where basically they do something for 25 seconds, and then they're home doing annoyingness with me. (laughs) It's not... There's nothing electronic... Well, the electronics, meaning they're on their electronics for the whole day. (laughs) That's called screen time does not count day. Um, But, you know, those are really good because if you want to do like a like one of my husband's goals was to do a camping trip with the kids but like really like those crazy campgrounds are like totally booked on three-day weekends but like on our kids random school weekend it's probably available so it's good to know all those too so that's like your very first thing and once we've done that like you really realize you have no time and no actual goal settings but this is still positive we're still this is a positive thing knowing where your time goes is still positive stuff okay so step two and you just suddenly feel like you've got you've taken a whole year which sounds daunting and once you break it down like that you're like oh like if my goal is to like have the neighbors over for a barbecue, I really know there's only like six Saturdays the entire year that I could do that. Right. So or summer all, Saturdays. Yeah, exactly. It just kind of makes your schedule like your year, like look more. I just think the secret to anything big and daunting is cut it into pieces. So, mm-hmm. so that has that. Then the second thing is thought provokers. And that's like where you get cheesy and sweet and say like, you know, like, 
like what are um and that's that's where we totally just rip off my my in-laws and use their book but like i feel like there are so many awesome um you know, kind of like question books and question games out there. And just things like, okay, like, what were your sweetest memories with your grandparents? And like, what do you want like your kids to think your grandkids to like, have memories? You? Obviously, that's very long term thinking. But or, you know, like, what was what was the best trip you took when you were growing up? Or like, what was your favorite, you know, sweet memory from your elementary school ages and kind of thinking or like, what skills do we think are really important for little boys to have or like little girls to have or what wow. should like what should every kid know by the time they graduate high school like you know like being like an eagle scout eagle scout was huge for my husband so like really that's a, like a five year we got to work that into our schedule and that then we started realizing like well that means you got to go to boy scout camp and that means you know you got to do all that stuff so that was kind of I the, like this okay so you start you have a very linear beginning to this yes. and then you basically take a bag of dried leaves and you just dump it all around and just let them float down to the ground and mm-hmm. see which ones stick okay that's how we Got did it. it yes okay I like and, it. Makes and sense. then and then we get into like the actual nuts and bolts like one year goal setting and, you know, so then you take like, okay, we've got all these weekends, we're busy, we've got all these weekends, we're free, we've got all these activities we've committed to. And, you know, one of our goals was, like I said, my husband was an Eagle Scout and loves that, like doing outdoorsy stuff. He's like, I want to take the kids on a camping trip. So then the goal was like, take the kids on a camping trip. Um, you know, we really realized for being our middle child, he just sneaks through the crack. He like loves flying under the radar. And we're like, we each have to do like a special event with our middle child. And then when you look at the calendar, you're like, okay, you could do an overnight with dad or you could do, you know, even if it's just like a special dinner or whatever, but like all of a sudden we had to like really realize by doing the thought provokers, we really realized like, oh, these are our goals. So we did like- I have to interject. My two boys right now are currently at take your son to work day with their dad, which is not a real holiday, but I made it that holiday this morning. No, just say that was a goal you had months ago. It was a goal for them to see what daddy does all day. I love it. Daddy's daddy sent me four texts even during this recording saying, when are you coming to get them? Take your daddy to work day is not a success. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we do like year goals for our family. And then my husband and each have our own individual goals. And then we did goals for each one of our kids, which like, how does that make you feel when you hear that? Do you think I'm crazy? No, actually, I think it's really sharp. I think that's incredibly, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I love this whole concept because I look at my, one of my children and I say, wow, you know, what are we doing to kind of augment your education? You know, I think he's relatively sharp and I think maybe we should be doing something that takes him on some of like some sort of supplementary little bit of education. That might be a nice thing or just try to plan a class or a time that kind of augments his education. And the other one we need to go to etiquette school with um and maybe <laughs> if you find one i'm not kidding you that's one of our goals too or because the For a little worst more, table manners you know or maybe we need to you know do some time in a hard labor camp for him i mean you know the, but these are goals for and each child is different and i think recognizing that and recognizing their needs is you know and doing it intentionally as you say is something that's going to help them grow and move forward okay so keep going more goals more goals um well i mean just basically like yeah so for the kids it's also things as like simple as like you know, learn to ride a two two wheeler. Just because, like, things if we didn't put a date on them, like mm-hmm. my my five almost five year old like sippy cup 
sleeps with the hall light on. We're kind of like, Blanky goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like, which is like never bothered me because she's our littlest. But now I'm kind of like, oh, you are right. about to be five. Like, okay, yeah. this year. You're just writing year. it down. I mean, this year I knew Cohen needed to learn to tie his shoes. He was seven. He needed to learn to tie his shoes. Um, that was important. But that's a goal for the year. You know, I think Patton needed to get the bed rails off his bed or, you know, just stuff like that. Stuff to work toward. Right. And so, and also, I think like putting that on a spreadsheet for them and like we're going to have it. One of her goals then was like implementation of all of these goals. So, like, we're going to have a meeting, but we put it on the calendar where we're going to like show them like these are the goals we have for you guys this year. And, and you know, some of them are really fun. Like, some of the goals are like, you know, play soccer in the, in the um, fall and winter football in the winter and swimming in the spring. And, you know, goal is like a trip, a camping trip with dad. Like, some of them they're going to get excited about now. Like, other ones like make your bed every morning like maybe not but like they're also gonna see like you know but that shows love and that shows that your parents right that your parents care about you and i think (laughs) kids crave that organization and kind of anticipatory guidance well you're you're optimistic but at the end of the day like i don't know if they're gonna like it or not but like they're gonna have at the end of the year assuming again we've never done this perfectly but i think let's also um you know you can show them like look you had the school and you did it like awesome you know what as i'm talking about this we should probably have some sort of a prize at the end huh oh uh, i don't know <laughs> you can figure anyway. that out on one of your quarterly date nights all right next up okay next up is i'm totally married to a spreadsheet guy are you a list guy or a spreadsheet guy I'm a girl. I'm a girl. So I am married <laughs> oh, wait, should, to a okay, spreadsheet man. If anyone man, has not I listened say, to the show before, I, Graham I, is a girl. Any new yeah. listeners who are very confused, <laughs> we're still like, wondering this fact. Um, I I think I'm a list maker, but honestly, since I've been dabbling in Excel, Excel's pretty darn awesome program. Um, so I think you can you can probably do the most with Excel. Yes, I actually am. Well, I won't even get into my Excel situations, but I can't, I can't remember my password. So I use Google Sheets, but same business. Yes. Um, but so then we, then we put all the years down and we put our ages, we're the same age. And then we put our kids ages and we were able to kind of color code it into realizing like 2017 to 2000, I'm not looking at it right now, but like 25 or whatever, or maybe not that much. Gosh, it's going to come really soon. But whatever it is, those are like our, our kids are all kind of pre-high school. Maybe my oldest is like a freshman or a sophomore, but those are like our pre-high school years. And then we have like our high school years, and that was a different code. And then it was um, like our empty nester years, and then mm-hmm. it was our senior years. And it was totally crazy to look at our life laid out like that because we sort of realized like we have this like maybe 12-year gap where like our oldest is probably maybe married, but like maybe doesn't have a kid yet. And our youngest is just started college. And we're going to have these like, like a decade where we're going to have adult children. And like, what's, what would be our dream? You know, like, what, like, would we want to do like an amazing once in a lifetime trip with these kids? Or like, do we want to, you know, I don't know, just sort of thinking like that, that's like going to be a really interesting time in our life where our children are adults. Um, and we yet we're not like doing the grandkid thing yet. Right. And um, we think about it abstractly, like, oh, I know I want to retire someday. But what do you want to do when you retire? And how do you plan for that? And that takes money. Wow. I'm sure Susie Orman is loving this right now. I can't <laughs> wait until she comes on our show in a few months. Um, but, you know. <laughs> Hashtag Susie Orman. <laughs> But that's what it is. It's just like, I mean, we spend so much time, I think. Sorry, wait, we show. need to clarify that. Graham is a huge, I mm, huge, huge Susie Orman, Orman fan. fan. Although she didn't know how to pronounce her name, but huge fan. Biggest fan out there. And Graham has actually been reaching out to Susie. 
Because <laughs> you were meant to stay tuned. We believe she'll be on the show. Since before the first episode, I'm like, Graham, I don't, I don't really know if that's like our target audience. Graham's like, no, we're going to get her gifts. We're going to And we had a couple of dates and then Susan was traveling. Well, she's, she's still in the mix. Don't give up yet, Kirsten. Don't mix. give up. And when she got the flu and had to cancel. Uh-huh. That's true. Uh-huh. But you know, she had a scratchy throat. She couldn't talk. Let's cut her some slack. Um, she's, she's coming, guys. She's coming. So yeah. stay tuned. Keep listening, kids. Um, but... All right, so you do your spreadsheet, and we're planning, and all this can be done in 48 hours. So Yeah, I mean, goal. and again, like, it, this is not, like, I mean, this is not set in stone. These are benchmarks. These are, hope, you know, hopeful things. But yes, you're right. Like, just, you know, realizing, like, all these are, you know, and well, then, I mean, yeah. You said one thing, like, if you someday think maybe you want to try to have a second home somewhere that someone, you know, that you could go to when your children have children you know when you're a grandparent well that takes a little bit of planning maybe for a some people a little bit yeah right a ton and you know where might that be are you lake people are you mountain people what state do you want i mean those kind of things those are fun to dream about and fun to at least write down and see how they change every year yeah or maybe like not even a second home like that is you know but just like we always go to that same lake or we always go to that same cabin and rent the same cabin and like when well, my kids are gonna you know remember that we always did that that was always a fun family memory or whatever or when i finally get my rv you know i mean you have to save for these things (laughs) yeah and i mean some of these you know obviously like it would be some of these are obviously like tied to financial goals and some of these are like well you know of course you're going to be like tying a lot of these to financial goals as far as like you know where you travel or whatever or how much you travel or all that but um except for in my case where i never travel but um you know but a lot of these are not a lot of these are time um you know how you what activities you choose to, to be in, how much time is like family time. We've got some extended family who live in, you know, nearby and like, you know, do we want to have a cousin dinner every Sunday or, you know, that kind of stuff too. So, mm-hmm. so that's a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So bring us back to the next step. Um, well, that's kind of it. <laughs> that's the steps. <laughs> you make no. your rolls. No, you put them on a spreadsheet. And then obviously we had a couple things that it's just like, we didn't have time for, um, but it was like, we need to, we realized like we need to, one of our goals is like carve out two hours at some point, you know, hopefully in like August or, or, um, September. And we want our kids to be on an allowance. We've been talking about an allowance forever. And I just, I think it would be easier to say to my kids, like you have an allowance as opposed to every single time we go to the checkout line saying like, mom, I want a fidget spinner. Mom, I want a fidget spinner. I just want to be like, you have an allowance, you know? Um, yeah. So we've got to figure out an allowance system. And then also like they're totally lazy and don't do any chores except for the one chore they do a week, which is, I mean, they do make their reds, but you know what I mean? Like the one chore a week um, is like they have to go around and take all the trash and take the trash out to the street. Mm-hmm. And like the complaining well, I get about that. So like, we've got to get like, Hey, this is your fidget spinner cash, you know? Right. And uh, this is what it is because it's in the Excel spreadsheet that our family put together to plan right. for your year. Right. Well, get more into the details because I think you, I mean, you put in religious goals for the year. I mean, reading goals for the year. I mean, it's really a detailed, very detailed amount of planning that you've at least thought about. Um, totally. I'm trying to have them like, we're going to try like a scripture verse a month, you know? I mean, which is like, I know some people are probably rolling their eyes like, really? Like, that's not ambitious. But like, you know what? From zero to, you know, that right. or to, to have the kids, you know, I was going to say go to church religiously, but that's sort of, you know what I mean? Well, like, yeah. <laughs> Just all like, about yeah, what do you want them time? to do? Well, right. I think that's like, tell me some of the lessons that you've learned by doing this goal setting. I think that was something that was fascinating that we all too often miss or like, especially is missed in my life. Like usually 
when we get to it, it's because we've come to a head and there's some, you know, big blow up fight. And it's like Harrison's saying to me, okay, well, I left early and I stood outside in this field, you know, where, you know, one of our children was playing a sport and they didn't, you know, they kind of didn't notice they were there, but wouldn't it be better if we spent our time doing this together? You oh my know, gosh. Just- okay. Wait, that is actually exactly what happened. We had that exact thing happened um, by talking about it because one of our goals was like, let's do family dinner twice a week or something. Right. And, um, and, you know, my husband, is, he's like, you know, by the time we take off all these days early to go, because what ends up happening is like, he'll leave work early to come do a sporting event, right? Like a t-ball mm-hmm. game. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, he stands in the dirt. He stands there with other parents. The kids barely see him. The kids play t-ball for 30 seconds. And then when we come home, it's like, we're either driving through McDonald's or like, it's just, you know, some crockpot dinner that I'm like, quick, 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 we gotta eat, we gotta eat, you know, bath time, you know, because it's like, we're late two minute t-ball. Mm-hmm. And then the next night... We're sitting around doing nothing, and he's like, "Sorry, I got to stay at work late. I took off last night for t-ball." And we're like, "Yeah, that maybe? happens to us all the time. Like right. that is a common story of our life." So, right. welcome and to in the a per- house. In a perfect world, like Dad would be there for everything, but like, unfortunately, like you know, he's got to work. So, um, so just sort of stopping and saying, like, you know, what? maybe we just shoot for like you sing Saturday t-ball, and like maybe instead. Um, that's the night you should be working late and you should come home early and we could actually like have a, like a proper family dinner and maybe we could have time to even like read a story. Like who knows? Like, right. You know? and we, well, and to borrow from, I think the ethos of the ho- the mom hour, which I think they do a really good job of is it's freeing. I think when you finally do that, when you say, you know what, I relinquish you from having to attend every single, you know, sporting event for my child or whatever it is. I mean, maybe you can skip the Christmas play. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's not the right you answer. You can't but, skip the Christmas play. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, or just things like that, because you've said this is the time that we spend together and we're doing what we want to be doing, right? Like we're taking that three day camp out together, which is a ton of fantastic together time, but we're skipping all the times when you're right, when we're just seeing on the sidelines chatting or, you know, and, and not always. I'm not saying that's the right answer. I'm just saying just thinking it through. But just and, we sort of fall into these natural defaults and then you stop and say, like, well, why did we suddenly, why did we decide that T-ball was the most important thing? We can never miss a T-ball game. But yeah, we've totally been like family dinner, you know, no big deal. Yeah, not happening. So you just have to stop and think about that. Um, another one that really came up was my middle child does not like soccer. He just, he just doesn't. I mean, he has no hustle. He is always running around. I mean, he just like... He's Your middle like, child has hustle. He can hustle you out of money. Okay. He's he is such an awesome kid. I mean, I love him so much, but he just does not know what's going on in soccer. And we've had him play two years. And I'm and I was going through the goals. I'm like, well, in the fall, I want to play soccer. And we like stopped and we're like, should all of our kids play soccer? And, I, and on one hand, I feel like I love like that mindset approach of like, we don't say we're not good at soccer. We say we're not good at soccer yet. But right. at the same time, like, how many years do we try? Right. When do we pull the plug on right. soccer? Right. And, like, I, and also, like, I remember playing softball. Softball. I never played soccer, but I remember playing softball and, like, being so bad at it. Like, horrible. And also, like, I didn't care. Like, the only reason I played softball was because the team mom had, like, the cutest handwriting, and she would write our names on our mitts with a turquoise paint pen, and then she would also, if you could get to her house before the game, she would do a French braid, and my mom couldn't do French braids, and literally, that's why I played baseball. Like, how long, you know, once my, once my parents took me out of that, like, I was able to go find something I actually liked and good at. Now, the flip side of that is, if he 
comes home and he's like, oh, we're all playing soccer on the field at recess. Like, I'm not going to say like, okay, like, you know, we are done with that. Like, we don't close the door on like a six-year-old's, you know, capabilities. But at the same time, like, unless we had really sat down and said like, we are going to register them all. And so we realized like, maybe a good sport for him would be golf. Like, no hustle needed. Like, <laughs> like it might just be a better fit for him, you know? And what, and like, you're, like, a plus, yeah. you're laughing now, but like when he's an awesome golfer, because we didn't make him play soccer again, because we sat down and talked about it, I think it was, it was a good right. thing. And, well, and it's something he's excited about. And also he felt like he got to make a decision, right? I think we fall into, okay, soccer in the fall, basketball in the winter, baseball in the summer, you know, or maybe it's dance, dance, dance for girls or whatever it is. And I mean, I, again, they're little, so they don't necessarily always get to choose because I do think it's like piano lessons. Sometimes I am glad that my parents made me sit at a piano for so many years such that, you know, I can now actually play the piano. Um, but wait, you play the piano. I've never heard you play the piano in your life. Well, because I don't have access to many pianos, Kirsten. Um, <laughs> do your kids take piano lessons? No, we don't have a piano, but I'm sending them. I'm signing them up for music camp. Um, you know what? This is neither here nor there. Because um, <laughs> no, it's funny you say that. Because whether or not to do to continue the kids in piano was like a thirty minute conversation. No. Right. Well, they, I mean, all these things come up. I mean, when you're shaking that bag of leaves, you know, and thinking about all the things that, you know, that you dream for your children, but you can't do it all. And I think that's the issue is that I think we, especially as moms and families try to do it all, but we're not necessarily, if I think what was so amazing to me about what you took the time to do this weekend is I'm spending all this time, like making sure my crayons are organized and my toy closets organized and, you know, my silverware drawers organized, but when when have I stopped and taken the time to write down where I see my family going? And I think you're pretty good about it that if you miss it, you miss it. Well, yeah. And it's also like kind of embarrassing. Like you go back and you look at some of the goals, like we were like our first goal. The first time we did this, it was I was pregnant with our first child. And like, oh my goodness, like so stupid. Like, so, and like, also the economy was doing great. Like, we we're, were just like our goals. I mean, we had it made in our goals. <laughs> and my husband's like, how about that fourth baby? I'm like, yeah, that goal, you know. So you have to kind of also like, it's good to look back on those goals and say, okay, you know what? I didn't, I didn't meet that one. But then it's also good to kind of just be kind to yourself and realize, like, you know what? Like, it's better to have set a goal and like have a lofty ambition than just to like you know, have not tried, but it is a little bit embarrassing when I, I agree. all the no, things I was going to do. Any more specifics, just in case anyone is actually going to, to attempt this? That well, I mean, okay. I think the this is the home so- hour. So we, I want to talk about mm-hmm. house goals because house goals was a really tricky one. Okay. Because you've just remodeled. I mean, so what are your house goals? To me, that's the thing. I think basically people would draw back from this and say, well, my, my goal is to like maintain my house. I mean, you know, or I don't know, maybe fix a little something but so what were your home goals oh we had so many home goals but the problem with home goals versus like life goals is like if i want to wake up at five o'clock in the morning or i want to exercise four hours a day like there's no downside to that you know whereas if like all my house goals like reupholster the dining room chairs and buy some window treatments for the family i mean like those house goals like if i did them all we just we'd have you know we'd be in welfare so 
But you um, made a big list. You took the time we and you made wrote down list. everything you needed to do. Okay. Right. Because like we do eventually like want to add a study and we do like our, our bedding situation is very tricky. Like my, my boys' beds are broken, but we haven't replaced them. We've got them like stacked up on a stack of books because do we do, um, you know, we, do we want to give them the guest bedroom books? Or I mean, do we want to give them the guest bedroom beds? Do we want them to have bunk beds? If we buy the bunk beds now, will they just be outgrowing them? And so, like, we've got to, like, figure out the bed situation. And, and, you know, so things like that. So some of them were, like, just, you know, like, let's make a decision here. You know, do we want mm-hmm. to convert the guest room into a home office? Because really, like, you would use the home office every day versus the guest room, which we use once. And, and just kind of writing down these things, like, we talk about, we talk about, but then we never take action on. And so basically, we still don't have an office room. The boys' beds are still being held up by a stack of books, you know, so. Well, and for our life, I think sometimes we get burned by just like that. If if I took the time to make a list of the 10 priorities in the house, I feel like what happens to me is I'll find a really good deal on some outside fabric. So I'll reupholster the out, outdoor furniture because, you know, I have a good upholsterer and the fabric was inexpensive. So I just, you know, charge forward with that little kind of ticky tacky project but if I had just not done five little projects maybe I could have like you're saying redone a room that really needed some kind of cohesion or something right and then the other thing that is crazy that we did which is um we've not done this we have it we have a date on our calendar to finish this because it was just we were wasting too much time on it but we're trying to set up like a maintenance schedule for our house not that like, oh, like, it's not like it's like we own a hotel and, you know, we have to replace all of the, you know, beds oh, every yeah, six but- years. But knowing really like you can go online and figure out these things like how long does the average washer dryer last? How long, um, you know, is it going to be till we need to replace the AC units? Or even like once a month, we have to replace the filters on the on the um you know, right, the filters. I have Google alerts for all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not do? perfect. So, yeah, and it's not like we're going to replace the washing machine if it's not broken, but it's kind of nice to know, like, oh, that's probably coming. So, like, mm-hmm. we don't sit around and say, like, you know what, let's do go buy, like, all new patio furniture. And then, like, oh, now your washing machine is broken. So, it's like, wait, no, we're probably going to buy a new washer dryer. Well, that's the thing, is that we don't have to be blindsided by this kind of stuff, right? right? You exactly. know you get, what, you get, like, 30, 40 years to a roof, right? I mean, you can look at when your roof was put on and see, or whatever it is, depending on the type of roof. Um, but, you know, you get, what, 10 years out of a washer dryer. I don't know. Um, and so, those are pretty fixed. They're, in a way, they're fixed yeah, yeah. And just kind of realize that. Now, of course, I mean, I'm actually standing here with a plastic bag on my ceiling because we had a pipe break. So there's always surprises. But there's always surprises. Always surprises. <laughs> Love home ownership. Welcome but, home. <laughs> but, you know, like we have that friend, Graham and I have this friend who has the most insane garden you've ever seen. And it's, it's just incredible what she's done with her garden. And, like, someday I might, like, to have a garden, like, or not. But I put it on the list, you know? Like, that, I'm inspired by that. I wanted to But we home. love her because she has no furniture in her house. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's great. She's, she's, she's put she's, it all into the garden. She's amazing. She, it, is, it is incredible. Great salads, nowhere to sit down and eat them, you know? You win some, you lose some. But I also think, lastly, just to kind of make it macro, is, like, it just sort of kind of, I don't know, it gets really, like, I feel like some days, you know, you're just like, I 
I cook food and then I put it on the table and then I put it in the sink and then I put it back on the table and then, you know, and it's just like where I take out the laundry, I fold it, I put it back in the drawers and it's like kind of mundane and kind of purposeless some days. You know, it's easy to get bogged down in like these long years of small children. And I just feel like it gave, gave you a little like sense of like larger purpose and like larger direction for a family and kind of what you're building. And also like, it sounds so cheesy and so trite, but like when you actually put all those years in a spreadsheet and we realized how soon we would be empty nesters, oh my gosh, like so you appreciate soon. your children, right? It's yeah. totally so soon. And like doing the of thing, course. you know, it's just... Or even when they're in high school, are they really going to want to hang out with us that much? I mean, you're almost going to be faux empty nesters when they're in what, ninth grade, 10th right. grade? I mean, something like that. Once they start driving and hanging out, yeah. you know, I mean, they're just not going to be the way they are like how many more years while we're reading bedtime stories i just don't know yeah so um, it but was a good it was a really good exercise it was a lot of fun bringing it back thank you kirsten for sharing all this we would love to hear from any of you if you do any goal setting or planning please send us an email hello at thehomehour.com and you can find us on instagram at at the home hour kirsten would you potentially consider maybe even posting or sharing the blank templates for your spreadsheets online. I'm throwing you under the bus here or just something that someone can just look at. Cause I think some sort of visual to how you've kind of broken it down doesn't have to have the details obviously, but I think that would be very helpful if we could put that up in the show notes at some point. But like I said, from the very beginning, I am totally not an expert and like truthfully, yeah, it's just looking at how someone else did it and finding how it works for you because you know, every family is so different um, no, but I mean, I, I was excited when I heard about it. I thought this is something I can do. This is something we can accomplish. We've done it on smaller levels, but not to the extent that you took the time to do it. And I like like I said, we organize every other aspect of our life. Why aren't we doing this? Well, you know how you always make fun of me about how I'm such a bad vacation taker? I make fun <laughs> of you about anything I possibly can. Keep going. Right. But like, this was the ultimate. How can I ruin a weekend away with my husband? Like, I know. Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> I I think I regained my title as world's worst vacationer. (laughs) Well, the funny thing, I'll just share a quick little vignette about Kirsten is she does never travel without a laptop. She's very like techie and she loves to put, obviously, podcasting. You can tell she likes to put everything down on paper and goal set and plan. And like, she's always trying to get me to strategize. And I'm like, go away. But she's got a younger sister who one time came to visit us in college, who's just a wonderful free spirit and such a dreamer. And I'll never forget, she showed up at our college just carrying a guitar case, not filled with a guitar, but filled with dirty clothes. <laughs> Should have a laundry machine. Oh, and I you just know. always love the dichotomy. Oh, so, well, she's traveling around Europe right now. I wonder what she packed. Maybe we can, maybe we can have her call in. Um, yes, no, I know that was our one fight over the whole trip. Was my husband picked up my purse? He's like, "This is so heavy," and I didn't just have one laptop. Yeah, you have a backup laptop. It's crazy. <laughs> Who does that? I mean, <laughs> today we're hey. Did, would we be recording this right now if it were for my backup laptop? Thank goodness for your backup laptop. All right. Well, listeners, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. So hey, send us an email. Bye. Yeah. As, never mind. Never mind. I was going to say stick, stick around for Jen Brigham, but I don't know if she's going to be here. I think we'll get her on. We've had, we need another house update, so that would All be right. great. I'm going to call Jen update. right now. I'm going to put that yeah. on my goals. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> 
did get Jen Brigham on the line, everyone. This is really exciting. Jen, welcome all the way from Chicago this morning. We are going to hear about your home renovation, which has been keeping us enthralled and interesting and interested. And I think you have some good updates for us. So good morning. Yes. Hello and good morning. Welcome. Jen, we just gave you the most unprofessional introduction ever because we're just totally in summer mode. We're on summer vacation. Everybody's scrambling um, and we were not organized enough. But that's kind of leads me into my first question. You are on vacation and you left your house torn up. So how is that? Is that extra stressful? Uh, well, it's it's everything and above. Yes. I mean, it's it's stressful. I think the, one of the most important things you need on your side is what I'm coming to realize is you need a really good general contractor that you trust, knows what he's doing, and can provide you guidance when you're far away. He, our, our guy is very responsive. He, sent, he emails us pictures. He calls us. And he doesn't let anything happen unless he gets the go-ahead from us. So that that's huge. Yeah, that's peace of mind right there. Okay, when we last left you, you were debating to, to get a designer, and you were just meeting with your designer and trying to figure out if it was worth the money, if it was, um, you know, too fancy pants, or if it was kind of like money well spent. What, what did you come to? So I think maybe you guys have talked about this in the, the past, but what I've come to realize is that you can use a designer however you choose, and it's depending on your project, and I think it really depends on if you understand exactly what you want. If you're someone that's like that, and I think that's me, I've got I've waited long enough, I've looked at enough Pinterest, I've seen enough houses to, to guide myself in the direction of what I like. So what I really need is more, I don't need someone to say, okay, let's talk about your life let's see what you like what is your lifestyle I need someone to say after I know what I want that I've chosen this wood that I've chosen this these materials that I want this that and the other and I want someone to tell me yes that would be a cohesive good look or no way you're not going in the right direction and that's so depending on what you want is it all comes down to the price so you can get someone hourly or you can get a set price and then they'll do everything for you. But I will say, I think it's money well spent and in the long run you save money because they have they have connections at wholesale prices and they can put you in contact with the right people and knowledge is power. So if you don't know that, then you can be in a very frustrating situation. And for someone like me who is very busy, has three kids, who works, I need to be very, I can't sit around and linger about decisions. I just don't have time for that. And I don't okay. think a lot of other people do either. So you did end up hiring her? Yes, on an hourly basis, because I, I came to realize that I know what I want. And, and what's been nice is I've said, okay, I like this, 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 and this. What do you think? And she will, and I can tell that I'm on a right path based off of what I'm saying, but things that she'll bring up, like, hey, have you ever thought of this place for your... Uh, plumbing materials. I'm like, no, I never would have thought of that. Have you ever considered, for example, a couch? We want a couch in the family room. She's like, have you ever considered putting a counter table behind the couch and then putting stools underneath it so you can have a whole bunch more gathering space and people for people to sit? Some people may say, well, I would have thought of that, but I would not have thought of that. So things like that, from everything, from how do you measure wallpaper? Where would you put it to what kind of a t of coloring blends well together? Because these are big decisions that you're working with, and you don't want to spend $30,000 on floors and then say, well, it's a tad too light or it's a tad too dark. 
So that's why I, the the money you spend up front is well worth it in the end. Especially for me when I'm not gonna, I'm not a trendy remodeler. My intent is not for anyone to walk into our house and say, wow, that was built in 2017. I want a classic, clean, traditional look that is timeless. Oh, love you, Jen. Always have. (laughs) Okay, wait. So I'm going to be so jealous if you have wallpaper. So this is my sad story about wallpaper. So I love wallpaper, but I don't want a lot of wallpaper. And I just want like a splash, like, hey, we have this classic, clean, fun house. And surprise, we're fun, too. But we do that. <laughs> so uh, look at my um, whimsy. Yeah, my whimsical. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so crazy. I put wallpaper in the bathroom. <laughs> so I... I am a budget girl, and if I can find something that is classic, clean, traditional, on sale, I am totally over it, all over it. Serena and Lily is one of my favorite um, websites, and they had wallpaper, clearance, clearance, double clearance, clearance, and it's this lemon wallpaper. Oh, Serena, love it, covet it, know exactly what you're talking about. Shop the clearance of Serena and Lily all the time. My whole son's okay. nursery son in that stuff. Okay, so as you, as I said, we're, we're vacationing in Chicago, and m- one of my best friends from growing up took me into this small little boutique in her town. I walk in. They have a theme of lemons with black and white. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I am spot on with this design. I take a picture of this display, I think. And I've been humming and hawing and, oh, should I get it? Should I not? It's too crazy. The designer is like, I love it. This is amazing. I go to buy it. It's out of out of stock. Oh, on Serena and Lily? Yeah. But they always have good new stuff. That's the thing. You just have to keep hunting that clearance site. And they have a fantastically fun wallpaper. I know. So that's another thing. How do you measure wallpaper? Like, I don't know how to do this. I don't even know how to measure the wall to tell you how much wallpaper I need. This is where I need guidance. Now, again, there's others of you who are super spectacular at that. Not myself. Right. Well... So anyways, it was like, again, going back, I want clean, traditional, classic. I wanted to feel comfortable and cozy and warm. You can come over in your yoga pants and then say, hey. Hey, I see some women in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So we don't have too much more time with you, Jen, but I want to hear about, um, you had told me you were going to tell me about your fireplace, which I know has been a source of stress for you. Okay, so we live in Phoenix, Arizona. For those of you who are not familiar, there's a lot of southwestern stuff going on in those parts. And I love living in the desert. I love Phoenix, born and raised. I will never leave. However, I do not like the cactus southwestern theme. We have a home that's a traditional ranch-style house, but... But it had a little bit of, what would you say, Kirsten, flair, like Santa Fe flair? So there's no howling coyote art in your house? I I always like a coyote howling at the moon. I like that on a t-shirt. We hear hear those howling coyotes way out um, behind our backyard, so we are a-okay with that. But we have a tile roof. We used to have arches in the front, which we've taken out, and we've made completely clean lines. We have flat roof on either side and then a pitched roof in the middle. So you can only work within a specific design um, with what you have. But we had a beehive fireplace is what I'm trying to get at because that was very southwestern and very cool. Um, and we have uh, changed it. It's, it's amazing how you can look at um, a rendering or you can look at a picture and you can say, I want this to be that. 
And so we're transforming it into a traditional fireplace. It's so awesome. a beehive fireplace for anyone who doesn't know, it's, it's like a rounded fireplace in a corner and it literally looks like you took a beehive and stuck it in a corner. So it's very, um, almost picture like a pizza oven kind of great. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a pizza oven. Exactly. So Jen, is it still going to be a corner fireplace then? It still has to be a corner fireplace because of where everything is situated. And that was a hard thing. I, 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 Kirsten actually helped me find a picture that was my inspiration because corner fireplaces are not that common. But no, yeah, I, it's still a corner. I really hunt for that because um, I had to redo a corner fireplace as well that was really modern and I made it really traditional. So how did you fix it? Did you add drywall? Did you add a mantle? We are doing a mantle. We are doing its brick. And um, then we're going to do some casing on it. Oh, goodness. We're going to need some before and after pictures of, from that one. Okay, well, Jen, we'll let you go enjoy your vacation, but will you check in again with us? Anytime. I love speaking with both of you. <laughs> well, good luck on your remodel. Enjoy summer. It's a treat to talk to you. Yes, thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks for being on the Home Hour, and thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a brand-new podcast.